Welcome to the Healthy Christian Leader Show. Our vision is to see healthy leaders leading healthy churches that transform communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Together, we're on mission to be encouraged, focused, and equipped for harvest. Many times as Christian leaders, we spend all of our time pouring out and serving others. But the reality is we need to consistently take time to reflect on our inner life with God. We believe that the best and most effective ministry flows out of people who are leading from a sense of health and wholeness in their relationship with God, their relationship with themselves, and their relationship with others. In this show, we take time to delve into biblical principles, practical strategies, and inspiring stories that are gonna help you in your journey of becoming a healthy Christian leader. So, with that being said, let's jump in and begin to think deeply about our own leadership and life with God as we grow on this journey together. Welcome to the Healthy Christian Leader Show. I'm Dwight Habermel, and I have my guest, uh, Chris Ivany, with me. He is pastor of Rock Church in Halifax. He's also a very good friend and uh, someone that I really appreciate. So I've been looking forward to this time to be able to uh, do this interview so I can share a friend with you and the journey that Christ has uh, had uh, Chris on in his leadership journey. Awesome. So welcome to our program. It's great to be here. I'm glad to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to have you here. So let's start off with a question, um, you know, that is getting you to tell us a little bit yeah. about yourself and about the unique call of God that God has on your life, uh, you know, and where he's placed you. Hmm. Well, um, currently I'm the, the lead pastor um, at Rock Church, a church just in the suburbs of Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, actually been attending there for most of my life, uh, ever since I was 10. I met my wife there, uh, Jennifer. We're married, of course, now. We have five kids, uh, ages 18 on down to eight. No, not true. Uh, almost 20 all the way down Isn't to Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Wow. And so... Uh, so yeah, we're we're busy. We're having lots of fun, but uh, and I understand uh, you're from one of the most famous parts of the entire world, the Newfoundland. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Isn't the that rock? Famous? <laughs> yeah, the rock, the rock of the Atlantic. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in there. Uh, grew up on the island with uh, with my family, mom and dad, and my sister until the age of ten. Back in 1987, we moved here, and so a large part of my life is here. But I still got. Lots of connections, lots of family uh, at home. And, you know, um, my my dad's family uh, has three siblings, but my mom's, uh, she has uh, nine, ten total in her. So pretty vast uh, family network all over the island. And now your family has a very unique spiritual grace and have had an incredible impact, actually, on the island of Newfoundland. Can you tell just share a little bit about uh, your, you know, grandparents and yeah. family and the impact that they had on your journey. Yeah, sure. So my, my great-grandparents um, came to, uh, to faith uh, when, if people know the, the church history of it, uh, a lady by the name of Sister Garrigus uh, came to Newfoundland to, I, I guess, really um, expose people to the idea of, of uh, the Holy Spirit and Pentecost. It was very much out of the Azusa Street movement. Mm. And so, uh, so she went there and, and really my great-grandparents on both sides of my family in many ways were discipled uh, under her. 
and uh, became a part of the the early Pentecostal church there on the island, um, which you know some involvement from my family members continues to this, this very day. And so that that really informed um, who we are mm. as as a family and who I am as a as a man today. Always, um, you know, people of faith, always coming to the Lord, always believing and experiencing uh, miracles and answered prayer, all sorts of great things like that. Yeah, one of the things that I've really appreciated is hearing about the passion for Christ and and the application of faith. Yeah. And certainly back, you know, in some of those days in Newfoundland, there was truly an application of faith. Absolutely, if God didn't show up, they would have been without, um, in many cases, food. Uh, they definitely would have uh, seen more family loss, more sickness, uh, and and more death. I mean, just miracle on top of miracle on top of miracle, born out of uh, certainly a relationship with God and faith, but also the the wondrous uh, desperation of prayers. Like God, you need to come through here mm. because my family's in jeopardy. You know, mm. our lives are in jeopardy, and uh, and so yeah, we have a long history of that too. Mm. So today we want to talk about you know. Uh, our spiritual and emotional health as yeah. a leader, mm-hmm. you know, and how you keep that fire alive, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, we've, God has obviously done an, a neat work planting seeds in that season of life in your family and in the journey, and then he called you over here to Halifax. Um, tell me a little bit about the things that bring you joy in the ministry and the things here that are challenging and are more draining. Sure. Because I would think that a lot of what you experience here in Halifax is pretty much what other leaders would experience. Oh, I would guess. they are. Yeah, I I would guess so. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't think for one second our experiences or our point of view on many of these things is going to be unique. Mm-hmm. What brings me the most joy in ministry um, is people, seeing people change, seeing people transform, seeing people come to faith, seeing people continue in their faith and hit just these wondrous milestones of, of you know, just as we'll celebrate this, this weekend, you know, these moments where people come to baptism and they, you know, feel the call of God on their life to go into ministry or to participate in the life of the church and seeing all of those answered prayers in their lives too. I mean, that's, you know, that's when I feel like, yeah, I have the best like job ever. Mm -hmm. I have a front row seat for so many of these amazing things that God's doing in the lives of people. Mm -hmm. Um, The things that are most challenging uh, are people and, uh, you know, and some of the hardships they go through and, and uh, some of the, you know, uh, adversarial moments that just happen naturally in, in any large and growing family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just people remain to be people and they have struggles and you do your best to help and, and, uh, and support and, uh, and by no means are we perfect at any of this too, mm-hmm. speaking specifically of myself, because I'm a person too, fragile and frail and make a lot of mistakes. And so the joys and the challenges are expressed in the, in the faces of the people that we get to experience life with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we just pray that as we continue to trust God, we get to celebrate more good things and we get to, through, get to work through some of the, the tough things through by his grace and his mercy and, and his prompting through the yeah, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I once heard a leader say, 
you know, ministry would be a cakewalk if it wasn't for That's people. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And yet it wouldn't be ministry. It wouldn't be anything without doing paper. That's, That's right. right. That's yeah. right. No, for sure. Um, so what kind of things as lead pastor do you see that leaders are experiencing yeah. as stressors and pressure, um, you know, things that you might be experiencing? Like what do pastors go through that put that emotional, uh, physical uh, strain? Yeah. Well, I, I would say, you know, every minister, every pastor is keenly aware of the, the importance of the thing that we do. And what's at stake? You know, uh, people's relationship with the Lord is at stake. People's faith is at stake. In many cases, their walk with the Lord just in general is at stake. Um, many times, you know, you, you encounter people that are struggling in sickness and all these types of things and, and you know, challenges against their livelihood. Well, they're, they're very well-being. They're physical, emotional, spiritual, everything. Well-being is, is at stake as well as you want to do what God wants you to do. Yeah. You know, you want to live out his plan. You want to help other people live out the plan. And um, you, can, you can put a lot of that pressure on yourself mm -hmm. because you want the best for people, mm -hmm. right? You want to have a church that experiences these great things of God. And uh, I think the worst thing you could do is think that, you know, it all is reliant upon you to make happen because mm -hmm. that's impossible. But yet our part to play in this is still important and still valued and still needed and still a part of God's plan. And so I think the stressors that most of us feel is just navigating that tension of, I have to be diligent, I have to be devoted. I'm a firm believer, if you're gonna lead people, you need to be the most dedicated uh, and dis disciplined person in the world, right? While recognizing very little of this actually hinges on me, like God has to show up. Just, just as I mentioned uh, a little bit about my great grandparents, like. You know, you've got to get to that moment where you just realize if someone doesn't knock on the door right now, as was uh, an experience in our family uh, growing up and my great grandparents, if someone doesn't knock on the door with food, we won't have any. Mm -hmm. If God doesn't show up in some way, we will not be able to eat. Mm -hmm. And so it's that, you know, it's that push pull of, okay, I know there's something for me to do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe. I'm going to present myself before God as a living sacrifice and just say, use me. Mm -hmm. And God has to show up and do all of the heavy lifting or we're not gonna be able to do any of this stuff. Right. And so trying to find that, if I could say that sweet spot where you're just like, oh, God will have to show up and you don't put any focus or effort or discipline or attention on it. Or the other extreme, it's all focus, it's all attention and you forget that God's actually the one <laughs> who's making this thing work. Right. And, and you just recognize like th this is, you, this is an important thing. You want to be a part of something great. And I think, you know, depends on your personality. I think you put a lot of that, that pressure on yourself when we're not meant to carry that. That's yeah, the word that comes to my mind <clears throat> right now is rest, that spiritual rest, which um, I remember you giving a message actually one time about that. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that's that position where um, we are uh, completely trusting God, yeah. you know, and we're aligning with God's purposes, plans, and, um, you know, believing God is going to do the work. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, our good friend James Mallon, yes. he once says, 
work as if everything depends on you and believe and trust as nothing. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> everything a, believe, uh, depends on God. And no shock. Yeah, uh, that, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Knowing it came from Father James. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a great way to to think and live. It's just hard to live it, l- like that. Right. So how do you tell me, how do you watch that in your life? Uh, well, that balance. So we're here to talk about healthy leaders. If I'm not spiritually and emotionally and physically healthy, mm-hmm. I always pick the wrong side of either of those two extremes. Mm-hmm. Tell right? me more about that. That's interesting. So again, if you're going to lead people, mm-hmm. it's my opinion, you need to be the most dedicated person in the room, the most devoted, the most disciplined. But you also have to be the healthiest, right? And so within that, I take special time, special care to ensure I'm as healthy as possible, knowing that you never know when these moments, these stressors, these overwhelming situations are going to come your way. Other than to say, it's almost a guarantee that it will be unexpected. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's very good. And so when I've not been healthy, uh, it's the same as your relationship with the Lord. When you, when you haven't been spending that time, you haven't been dedicated in that way, and something unexpected comes, mm-hmm. I often pick the wrong thing to do. I often have the wrong response. I often have the wrong approach. Mm-hmm. But when I'm healthy, it doesn't matter what's coming because we know it's always going to be unexpected. I'm able to navigate it um, better in that same rest mm-hmm. that you mentioned, right? The only way to get to that rest is in a healthy place. And I you know, just look through scripture. That's what God was, was doing with his people um, from Egypt to the wilderness. You know, in order for you to occupy this promised place, there's things we have to deal with. There's, there's, there's things we have to, to go through here. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take work. It's going to take all these things. And it's going to take my grace. And it's going to take my leading. But if you will do these things, you'll be healthy to occupy this place that I'm bringing it to. So where did this journey begin for you? What was it? Moved from Newfoundland, get transplanted here, grew up in this local church, yeah. begin ministry, and it just automatically happened? Mm-hmm. Or was there some place that God initiated this in, in a strategic and intentional way? I, I've had several, I'll call them moments in my life where I go, where God used those really difficult times to, to teach me something, as he does with all of us. Now, within that, I... Um, I'll just tell you a most recent one. I mean, we're just coming out of and through uh, a pandemic, right? So that's a tough time. Unexpected, hard to navigate. People on extremes of, you know, of what should be done or how it should be done and the church's role and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you did a great job. Uh, oh, I just thanks. To let you know. <laughs> thanks. I'm glad it seemed like that on the outside, but for a while on the inside, it was it was challenging. Yes. And uh, I remember reaching a a bit of a I'll say a, a critical moment where I was feeling pressure, but I shoved it off mm-hmm. because I thought, well, we're all feeling the pressure. It's mm-hmm. like you know we're all in the middle of this pandemic. It's kind of like that bucket up kind of. Yeah self-talk we give ourselves i mean i even use this analogy it's like we're all in the it's all world war we're all in it together who am i to complain right when am i going to go complain to dwight Mm -hmm. that this is really difficult for me he's experiencing the same thing Mm -hmm. 
And so, um, and you're making decisions and the unexpected are still happening and you try to plan something and then uh, it, it can't work out because we can't meet, we have to go online and all of these things. And I reached one moment where, you know, an easy decision, it was a small thing. We have to do something about this. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I remember uh, just uh, losing it in that moment and said, I can't make one more decision. And there was a, I had a thermos of uh, coffee here <laughs> and I smacked that thing. It went across the boardroom, hit the wall, and I shocked myself as well as everyone else in the room. <laughs> and I remember just standing up and just walking out. And I sat in my office by myself, mm. asking myself, what just happened? Mm. Like, what just happened? I also called my wife and said, you should come down to the church and mm. there's a boardroom full of people that you should check on. And I explained <laughs> to her what had happened. But as a result of that, I actually, through the Lord's help, put myself on a really good path, I will say, mm. towards health paying attention to things I needed to do so that I could be as healthy as possible in order to lead the people that, that God was calling me to lead. Mm. And he just gave me some really strategic things to do in order to, um, to become that healthy person. And the first one was this, mm. you have to be your own best friend. Mm. You have to talk yourself into becoming healthy mm. because it won't come naturally on your own. Like if, if I know, cause we're good friends, if I was in trouble and I called you, mm -hmm. you would come and help me, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter. I'm stuck on the side of the road. Call Dwight. He'll find me. He'll come rescue me. And you would do that without question. And I would do the same for you. Yet so many times, metaphorically, I've been stuck on the road. I can get myself out of it, mm -hmm. but I just ignore it. I just suck it up. I just say, ah, it's just a part of life. Everyone's expecting it or everyone's experiencing the same thing. I just do my best with our, this situation and not really pay attention to what got me sidetracked. Mm. And so once I started just kind of like, you know what, if I treated myself like I would treat Dwight, mm -hmm. if he was in trouble, I would be much better off. And that was the first step of a few steps that the Lord led me through to be in a much healthier space. Mm. And I, full disclosure, I went back, I apologized to the staff. I cleaned up my coffee stain and, and, and we got things back on track there. And the staff really ro rose to the occasion and, uh, and came around me and surrounded me and, and helped me in practical ways to be able to begin that, that healthy journey. So, yeah. Well, you may have found yourself in a place where you have taken that coffee cup or thermos and smacked it right across the room or at least felt like you wanted to do the same. And uh, I'm inviting you to join us in our next session as we begin to explore deeper uh, Chris's journey into developing health, spiritual and emotional health, as we lead in an environment that's really taxing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing you again. Hey friends, thanks for checking out our episode of the Healthy Christian Leader Show. We pray this episode has encouraged you on your own journey of growing as a healthy Christian leader. If this has blessed you in any way, we want to challenge you to consider giving financially to support the work that we are doing here at Aaron Ministries. Your giving enables us to continue creating resources just like this for Christian leaders 
both locally and around the world. And so if that's something that you'd be interested in, you can head on over to aaronministries.com forward slash give to partner with us today. And another way that you can partner with us is by sharing our digital resources with pastors and Christian leaders in your networks. So if this content or any other piece of content that we've created has blessed you, we would encourage you to send it to a friend and help us spread the word about what God is doing amongst Christian leaders today. Thanks for checking us out. We can't wait to see you next time. Mm-hmm.